Hey, let's get this party started. Okay. Do, 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 do. Picture this. You hopped on the band rocket, and now you're on Planet Butter, a world made of delicious, sparkly peanut butter volcanoes, and an adorable disco ball of self-reflection is whirling around in her red convertible. This is the Self-Friendship Podcast. I'm Blizzard Planet. Thank you to all of my Substack subscribers. You make this show possible. I recently added a seven-day free trial option if you want to just get a feel for it. Or I also added a new tip option out of respect for those who want to support me and simply don't want a commitment of a subscription. I totally get it. So that said, to be notified of new episodes and receive more content, sign up for my Substack. I'm super excited about Planet Butter's first picture book, Party of One. It's evolved from a surprise release to now what's become a surprise marketing strategy, if you will, (laughs) for all of us, really. I sent a little more in-depth of an email to my subscribers this morning, and we shared a good giggle. The book is where the world of Planet Butter comes to life, and Blissy, the disco ball of self-reflection, bops around showing exactly what self-friendship looks like in action as her party of one. If you want to email me to shift your perspective about something challenging you're experiencing or with any questions about self-friendship, or if you want to share a story about your party of one, selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. Today, I'm going to tell you my answer to last week's question. We'll deep dive into my concept of time goals, discuss epigenetics and geopsychology, why doing your best is a spectrum, some random thoughts to self-reflect on, the importance of staying true to yourself while traveling, a party of one story from this week, what to do when you're mad at yourself, a loving reminder, and then we'll finish up with a brand new question for you to self-reflect, self-connect, and email me if you so desire, selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. Okie dokie, my answer to last week's question. Where in your life do you recognize duality? Trick question, everywhere. Life is complex. The categories of my book, for example, I'm putting it in a children's book category and I'm also putting it in a self-help category as a personal transformation and it's also action and adventure. It can coexist. All of these things can coexist. So that is what I'm doing. And I actually took this one step further and I asked ChatGPT to tell me what the categories of my book reveal about my book and it hit on all of the points that I wanted it to. So it's a children's book and it's an adult book. Duality, dynamic. That's it. I hope you guys understand. (laughs) All right. Now the bonus question from last week, which was, did you enjoy Planet Butter's first book? (laughs) Another trick question because it's not out yet. (laughs) The universe is trying to make this delivery even more special and extra fucking cool. So We'll watch it unfold together. Email me your answers, selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. Even though those were trick questions, if you want to get more specific, please do. All right. Earlier this week in Blizzard's Blictionary Buse letter, (laughs) I shared my word passions. And something that I came up with in the article is this concept of time goals. And I liked it so much that I wanted to highlight and go in depth for you listeners. So with acceptance and appreciation for things unfolding however they're going to, I create time goals in my mind. I really just let the universe do its thing, but in order to execute on my end and ensure progression, I offer myself a theoretical time for something to happen. I do not have an attachment to it, no matter what it is. The actual timing doesn't matter to me. My progression towards whatever it is, is what matters. It's my consistent, 
conscious effort. The quote unquote, what I have to do to fulfill the bigger picture. The detached element allows for an optimal outcome. This way, I'm not limiting the possibilities of my own results by restricting myself and my efforts to a timeline. The human mind is incredible, but quite honestly, our imagination is limited to our own life experience and exposure. There are literally limitless, unimaginable, incredible miracles that can and do happen regularly. So why restrict that possibility for a deadline that I'm making up, much like my book? I might have it in my head to have published it the beginning of this month, but the universe is saying, not yet, not yet. So I got to be like, all right, whatever you've got in store, I'm excited for. And that rhymed, which is also fun. Okay. <laughs> also, if you're curious about the term passions, I give the definition and a little anecdote within the article. So sign up for my Substack to get the details. Okie dokie. I like that one. Okie dokie. I've been saying it a lot today. Do, do, do. I'm doing a little dance. You guys can't see it. Epigenetics. So epigenetics refers to changes in gene activity that don't involve alterations to the underlying DNA sequence. These changes can be influenced by various factors such as environment, lifestyle, and experiences. And the other day, I was self-reflecting and wondered why I feel more aligned on certain pieces of land on earth than others. Or more simply maybe, why my energy feels more connected to certain places. So, for example, I feel extremely connected to Venice Beach, California. California is fucking insane. I love California and my energy feels so alive. Like my soul, like it belongs there. Okay. And when I'm in other places, like I am right now, Miami, it's testing for me because energetically, I, I feel aligned in the sense that I'm supposed to be here right now. But quite frankly, on a, an interconnected level of the universe, this is not where like my soul lights up. This is where something else is happening that I don't know about yet because the universe hasn't revealed it. And it's also just a fun adventure. But I do know the difference and my soul fucking lights up when I'm in California. I checked, I was chatting with ChatGPT and it's called geopsychology, which is the study of how geography and the environment impact human behavior and mental well-being. So then I took it a step further and related epigenetics and geopsychology because they both explore how our environment, including where we live and our social experiences, can affect both our mental well-being and the way our genes work. So it's about understanding the connection between our surroundings and our biology. But I want to go a layer even deeper, or rather more objective. So from like a metaphysical and spiritual standpoint, I want to know the connection between our energy and our geopsychology and how does that influence our epigenetics or rather genetics. Because if anybody knows anything about that or anyone who might know something about that, please email me. So it's basically what is it about energies feeling connected to physical locations on earth and how does that influence the physical body in those places and the experiences of the physical body, which are the epigenetics, the environment, the social experiences, all of those beautiful things that I just talked about. Okay, let me know if you guys know any really smart people that research that stuff, okay? Because I'm curious. Okay. Now, sometimes our best looks like the bare minimum, and that's amazing. 
My bare minimum looked like this the other day. Morning routine, workout, walk, write Blizzard's Blictionary, and writing, reading, stretching, all the good juicy things. And honestly, reflecting back on this, that's really fucking productive. And I had a couple of moments where I noticed in that moment that I was starting to pressure myself a little bit to do more. And then I would quickly practice my self-friendship and say, nope, it's totally okay. This is what I need to be doing today. And I also wrote this note for this episode, this one that I'm talking about right now, which is also productive. So yay for me. Sometimes we just need to give ourselves more credit because the bare minimum is actually very productive. And as long as you're doing your best, then that's all that matters. Which reminds me of Don Miguel Ruiz Jr.'s four agreements, which one of them is to always do your best. And I don't have the book with me, but there is a line that I'll never forget. Well, I might not remember it, (laughs) the exact wording. So don't hold me to this, but it's something along the lines of your best is whatever is happening right now. So there's no such thing as worse or better. It's just consistently showing up as whatever the best is that you presently have within yourself. All right. Some of my random shares this week. I was in a little chat with my friend talking about social media and something that I said was, of course, it's difficult to manage your relationship with social media if you've always had it. It's designed to be addictive and you don't know life without it. So managing that relationship with something that you've never not had, duh, it's going to be hard. So sometimes it is important to take a step back, know who you are with and without things, and then come back together. Another random share is in history class, I used to wonder what else is going on at the time. You know, like what about everybody else? Because I feel like textbooks are so limiting and like who's writing this? Who's deciding this? The perspectives. I mean, that's a whole political debate I'm not going to get into, but the perspectives of books and the types of stories that are shared and all this other stuff. It's like, what about everybody else? And then a friend also this week asked me, does Planet Butter have a flag? And it doesn't. (laughs) Not yet. And then upon, so at first I was like, oh my God, it doesn't. And then I took a second. I was like, "Mm, of course, Planet Butter wouldn't have a flag. And I was like, maybe it would have like a kite. And then at the same time, my friend was like, whoa, you're the person who would go to the moon and fly a kite. Not put a flag in the ground, but I would go fly a kite. That was it. We just had a good laugh and I thought I'd share it with you guys. All right. The next random share is the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So what is your relationship to the way you block or delete people on your phone? I thought it was a good opportunity for self-reflection. Do you take blocking very seriously and it's only something you do if you have to do it? Is it something that you don't take very seriously and you just block people left and right? Or if somebody's just pissing you off, you just block them temporarily and then you go back and unblock them and it's kind of like a never-ending game that you like to play? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, so self-reflect on that. And one more is that I've been using the word remarkable rather than unbelievable because it's not unbelievable. It's believable because it happened, whatever it is that you're talking about. So it's believable. I actually have an article about this on Planet Butter Substack, planetbutter.substack.com. But I didn't offer a substitute word in the article where I dig into why it is believable. So here it is. Remarkable. It's really fun to say because it's not commonly used. So I think it's actually a perfect replacement for unbelievable. Let me know if you start using it and if you like it. All right. Now, the importance of staying true to yourself while we travel. 
So just because I'm in Miami does not mean you will find me clubbing till 6 a.m. In fact, you will find me at the gym. (laughs) It's easy for people to justify doing things because of the place or the people that we might be with. However, I firmly believe that I don't, I don't, I don't think you'll really be as happy as you could be if you do that consistently. There are exceptions that we can make. It depends. A lot of things depend. You got to enjoy your life in the way that works for you. So for me, clubbing till 6 a.m. does not sound fun. Uh, so that's kind of it. So like when I travel, even though I'm in Miami and we're partying till that late is really normalized, doesn't mean that that's going to work for me. And just because I'm here doesn't mean I need to conform. You see? So yeah, here and there, when in Rome kind of thing. But context is key. And just as a general rule, I like to stick with what I know aligns with me, even and especially while traveling and being in new places. I actually find that I'm more grounded that way. And I still always meet the best people and discover the coolest things and have the best time because I'm in alignment with myself and my morals and my values and things that I know make me feel great. So rather than trying to lean into what the stereotype of a location is or of the people or what have you, if you know it does not work for you, do not force yourself, okay? All right, my party of one this week. I was bopping around this area called Up, well, this little like market thing called Upper Buena Vista. It's gorgeous, so fun, so pretty, lots of cute little stores. It's all outside, lots of plants. And did I just burp? (laughs) It was like a gasp and a burp. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. So I was bopping around and I went into this store where all of the clothes and things, it was like a little pop-up from Ecuador and the woman running the store was also from Ecuador and she is a total artist and she does, um, she also happens to be a hairdresser and I've been, I've been needing a haircut and the last time I got a haircut was on a whim in Berlin, <laughs> on a whim in Berlin. That kind of rhymes. I should write a book called on a whim in Berlin, uh, or just like a short story, something. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I've been having a, a fun adventure with my haircuts. The guy before that was this guy that I made friends with during COVID who was cutting somebody's hair in the middle of the street. And then he's, his name is Charlie. He cut my hair for the next two years. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun because I feel like hair people expect like people get so attached to it and including me I love my hair and I well now I don't really care as much when I get if I get a haircut that's not the best it's not the end of the world like it, it grows back you know but when I was a kid it was I was not happy about those things at all and now I'm more willing to take risks. So I've let a lot of random strangers cut my hair. And then I've also let the best of the best cut my hair. Um, but quite honestly, I'm like, well, I don't, when I'm traveling, it's just fun to just let random people who are hairstylists cut my hair. Uh, so the woman is a hairstylist and she's going to cut my hair this weekend. And that's my party of one. Okay. It wasn't that exciting, I feel like. But I think it will be exciting when it happens. <laughs> Now, what to do when you're mad at yourself. So earlier this week, a friend was sharing something with me and she was really frustrated with herself about falling back into an old pattern of hers. And it dawned on me that actually when you're mad at yourself, 
it means you're ready to take responsibility for yourself. So we can substitute anger with determination and regret with clarity. That way we are making this an empowering situation and a place for us to move forward from and know exactly what it is we want to work toward. Very simple. I'm going to leave it on that because that sounded cool. Lastly, a loving reminder. The more difficult it temporarily feels, the better the outcome. The universe is only capable of balance. I needed this reminder this week for sure, so I thought I'd share it with you guys. Now, my departing question. <laughs> What's something incredible that happened because you let your time goal be flexible? Email me your answers if you so desire, selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com, and I will see you guys next week week.